Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Football is back, and we have you covered each weekday afternoon on OutKick's Hot Mike with Hutton and Withrow. Some of the best football guests from Armando Salguero and John McClain to Trey Wallace and Bobby Carpenter, plus the top headlines and reaction to the college football and NFL weekends. The Chiefs go for dynasty mode with Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and Andy Reid. They're the favorite, right? Yeah, they have to be. The AFC goes through Arrowhead, but the Bengals and Jets, they're all in to reach Vegas, and the Bills and Dolphins are also confident. Withrow, what about college football? Can you say three-peat? That's what they're hoping to say in Athens, Georgia, as the Bulldogs continue their march to college football dominance, while a cast of usual characters led by Michigan, Ohio State, and Bama nip at their heels. There's plenty of craziness on a week-to-week basis. Pull up to the bar with us each weekday afternoon. We're streaming live 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern across the Outkick Network. Podcasts available everywhere, and always check out Outkick.com. NFL and college football covering your favorite teams. Outkick's Hot Mic with Hutton and Withrow. Hey everybody, welcome to a little one-off, little special, little something-something play retro. Uh, normally this is a show where we go deep on all the retro uh, coverage you can stand. It's a little more relaxed, a little more chill. We were both out of town, uh, and uh, that's just what you're going to get. I'm Scott Johnson, by the way, one of your hosts, and I spent no quarters in the arcade this week, and I still got my ass kicked by Tron by Brian Ibbett. <laughs> That jerk. And I'm your other host, Brian Dunaway. In a minute, I'm in my comfy pants. And I just got back from uh, Day, Ohio. And uh, boy, my WKRPs or my KRPs are so tired. Oh, Am I old? Yeah. Uh, referencing 70s shows? I guess that's our jam, right? It is your we, jam. Uh, we do the retro stuff. So yeah. uh, I didn't know turkeys couldn't fly until I, I watched WKRP in Cincinnati. <laughs> and every, t- every time I drive over the, every time we've been a couple of times in the past few years, and every time I drive over the bridge yeah. uh, heading into Cincinnati, I, I, I have to sing the song and it's in my head for like a yeah, week. Yeah, why wouldn't you? You'd have to do that. Yeah. Um, I've only been to Columbus, Ohio. Hey, that show is barely, it's all, you can only buy a season on Apple TV. It's not even on Amazon. You can't get this anywhere yeah. else. There's no streaming. WKRP should be out there and streaming. And I bet you money, this all comes down to music rights, you know? Right. That's an interesting question. But watching Malcolm in the Middle, and it wasn't until recently that you could get that on streaming. Uh, they held off Malcolm in the Middle for years because of uh, music problems because they used all kinds of popular music. So that's a good question about oh, W. Kirk. Yeah. I haven't, yeah. haven't looked into that. Um, but I do know I the only place you probably can get it is either uh, on on Apple, like you said, or 
uh, if you if you head over to I think Daily Motion, I think it was where I watched. The oh yeah, they special. got all kinds of stuff they shouldn't have over there. Yeah, yeah, that's not that's not official, but that's, that thing, <laughs> that's where I watched the the Thanksgiving special, which I referenced at, at, at the top of the yeah, show. Yeah. And yeah. Um, you probably could get it at Cracker Barrel. I'm just saying, yeah, any shit TV show you want to watch, you probably could get it on not Blu-ray on DVD. Yeah. For a price at at, at a Cracker Barrel. Barrel, yeah. And while you're there, yeah. get the chicken in there, the, the chicken fried steak, and um, yeah, what else? And have a like? heart attack. Yeah. Well, they have decent. Right. You know what? They have decent grits. I'll give them that. They're all um, right. First of all, first of all, you said grits. Yeah. If people don't know who are out of, out of the country or from yeah. somewhere else, that's usually something that only us Southern people talk about is a a, a grit, a corn product. Yeah. Uh, and and I am shocked. That that Utah man over here, even though I know his wife, yeah, knows a grit much less. Well, that's the trick, right? When I when I met grit. her, she's from Mississippi, and she brought all her grit knowledge with her, her true right. grits. Um, <laughs> and she makes amazing. We about to watch True Grit. Let me tell you about my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> she makes amazing grits. They're, her her homemade grits are yeah. insane. But also, I've noticed in the last, you know, during our marriage, slowly but surely, grits are more a part of like kind of menus out here, which is weird because really? back in those days, right. nothing, no, 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 nothing. The closest yeah. reference you had to grits was watching Alice and hearing Flo say, "Kiss my grits," Kiss my... and everybody look up. What's a grit? Yeah, what's Ma. a grit? Is that just a butthole? What is a grit? You know, I haven't watched this. Did I don't mean this to turn into retro TV? Yeah, uh, but I haven't watched Alice in forever. And I'll be honest with you, I can't remember where it's even supposed to be located. Uh, mm. I, for some reason, in my head, when I think about it, is off. It's a restaurant off an interstate somewhere. Is that? I don't um, think that's right. No, that I think feels, that sounds. I mean, it's it is a rest. It's like a cafe. Uh, right? Is it see. a truck stop or something? I, I for some reason I feel like there's a there's. I remember seeing her riding down some kind of like interstate and in some kind of flatlands area. Yeah, but I don't know. I can't remember. Wow. You know I, what's weird is that. Alice only sure. lasted. Oh, I'm sorry. That's not true. It not lasted nine seasons. It was long. I thought it was only a season. Yeah. Yeah, but did they also do a spinoff or something? Too? They I did. Flo right. got her own show. Flo, uh, Flo yeah. got her own. And they show. called it Just Flo. like Grady did yeah. on the uh, Grady. Did you ever watch Grady? No, nope, I think never I think I've Grady. talked about it before. Never but Grady, Grady from Sanford and Son got his own show, and it was pretty good. Actually, was well, it actually? Sometimes spinoffs are all right. You get you get your Frasers yeah. occasionally, but sometimes you get your your Enuses from. Uh, <laughs> remember that Enus was bad. I do remember Enus. Enos was bad. Oh, I'd love to Enos. It was Sheriff Lobo too, which was it wasn't related, but it always makes me think of that for some reason. Yeah, I'm Sheriff like, Lobo may as well have been a, a city version of uh, right of those of the Beverly, not the Beverly Hillbillies. What I'm trying to say the, 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 the what Dukes are Dukes of Hazard. Holy Dukes shit, Dukes of Hazard. Yeah, I've been watching. Okay, so one more retro thing about TV. I've been watching. There's a lot of good stuff on Tubi, as you know. Oh yeah, so much. Uh, uh, Tubi's got all. I believe I was watching it on Tubi. I think that's right. They've got all the. Um, uh oh what's it called well, abe vagoda and um oh uh shit oh my god uh the, uh, na- the uh, name of the main character is Bar- barney miller barney effing miller jeez barney effing miller that is such a good stuff yeah i've been watching barney miller i i haven't probably seen much barney miller since i was a little kid when it was in reruns and it's yeah. so it's so good Good. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, that's it's such, funny. That's such a good like Hal Linden and, yep. and all those guys. You know, of you course, forget. like I said, mentioned Abe Bogota. Yeah, you missed uh, Ron you missed, Glass. All yeah, those Ron guys. Glass, the guy who played uh, Bishop on uh, Firefly. Yes. Right? Is that crazy? Yeah, 
Yeah. That is so wild. So there's you your retro it. TV taste for our weird little one. Oh man, we got to we're going to spin this off into a retro TV thing. But I'd been watching Tubi as well. Yeah, and that's where uh, I think I saw that trailer for uh, it, it popped up on my recommends, hmm. and then I heard somebody else mention it recently as well. But it's it was like John Travolta's first uh, role, hmm. and it was like what, what was it? It's uh, oh my god! Now I'm, I I totally mentioned Film Sack on this thing. It's not the I boy in the remember. bubble deal, right? Not that. No, no, it's the devil one. It's the uh, with Ernest Borgnine. Oh, the Devil's Reign. Uh, yeah, is that it? The Devil's Reign. Yeah, maybe it's because Rain. I was watching uh, Black Rain, and maybe that's the reason why it it, it recommended it to me. Uh, I mean, look at this cast, dude: Ernest Borgnine, yeah. Eddie Albert, William Shatner, uh, Tom Skerritt, uh, uh, and a very uh, uh, at the time unknown. Uh, John yeah. Travolta. That's crazy. John Travolta, his first, his first, and William Shatner. Did you say William Shatner? Yeah, Shatner's in there. Yeah, yep. Shatner's in there. He's in that a lot, actually. Yeah. I'm, I'm in. For but this. that was, wasn't that written or uh, uh, not written? But, but uh, I, I think they actually, you know, the Church of of, of Satan or whatever the thing is. What, what, do they, what do they call it? I forget. Anyway, you know, there's know. this which really isn't a Satan church. Settle down. Is you know they don't even believe in Satan. No, they but do it for they do it to say screw everybody they, they on your taxes. To, they do it to stick it to to you know Christianity and that kind of stuff. Well, sort of. I think their main thing is it's like oh you're not going to tax churches, so let's let's yeah. be the church of the devil and and look by the same rules you can't tax us. Like it's more like a it's more like everybody face. thinks oh religion treat them treat it special in our country and they're like okay right. treat our special then and people are like oh not like that and we're like no no no. You got it's got to be what's good for the goose is good for the gander kind of deal, you know. Uh America. Uh by the way, this is you want to hear what uh, the Devil's Reign inter- uh, review quote from Roger Ebert was? Oh god, what did Roger Ebert uh think about the Devil's Reign from 1975? Oh it my god. It says it uh, barely manages to be horror and it says it is as horrible to watch as an egg frying. <laughs> Uh, he goes on to this to say all of this would be good silly fun if the movie weren't so painfully dull the problem is that the material stretched too thin there's not enough here to fill right. a feature film length he said okay, we were exploring uh, uh wow we really went retro we went all over the place with our retro uh, action today yeah but you know during the 70s we were exploring all of these uh, satanic ideas not that we were trying to be satanist but it was just one of those things it's like oh this is really scary and really, uh, you know, gritty, and we we there's this there's just so much bad shit in the world going on in the seventies. Yeah, that how you escape that is to to show what would be even worse. Yeah, yeah, what would be worse? <laughs> so, and here it is, right? Yeah. Here it is. And so the devil's reign couldn't even right in the middle of the seventies couldn't couldn't pull off uh, pull it off, right? So yeah. I guess you have to go to the Exorcist if you really want, or the Omen if you really want. Yeah, to the Omen out. was that's a, well, that's where it was at. Um, yeah, that's, that's let's see action. if we can find the trailer for this. Devil's Rain, just for fun. Devil's Rain uh, is actual rain, like the rain from the sky. Uh, right. Let's see. Devil's Rain trailer. Here we go. Let's play a little audio from this. Uh, this is probably awful. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of- there have been films about earthquakes, airplane disasters, and blazing infernos. But there has never been anything like The Devil's Reign. Mm. Uh, yeah, his face. That wasn't your father. What's his face? Oh, we gotta watch this shit. Oh, it's so good. Mother? Mother! Come on, 
<laughs> oh my gosh, that's as good as when he yells Khan in the Star Trek Two. That's fantastic. Is, is so he's so overacting. I don't know how he could have said it was boring. I haven't watched it yet, but I'll, I like scrubbed it. Yeah, uh, you know it's on AMC Plus. It's on Tubi. It's on uh, Pluto. It's on Plex. It's on. I mean, it's just everywhere out there, and it just looks horrible. I I. I can't help but to think that it would make great conversation. Yeah. I just put it in our film side group because we need to consider Do this it. film. We got to watch that. Do shit. It. That looks so bad. <laughs> Red, you're getting, you're getting, you're getting a retro TV. Yeah. You're getting your retro movies. Yeah. And I, I swear we're going to talk about retro video games. Yeah, we totally are. In fact, here, um, let's get a little ambience going here. All right. So, uh, that sound is of course an old uh, 19, early eighties arcade. Yeah, And uh, that's good because that's where I spent a lot of my time. So this last week we were in Las Vegas, Nevada for an event for my morning show for the morning stream, which Brian is also on as a, as a oh, guest right. a couple of weeks or days of the week. Yeah. And uh, it was all for fans of that and everything. A really good time. Saw a lot of people. It was really great. You know, all the typical fun stuff you can do in Vegas. But here, here's where I always look forward to it the most. The last couple of years we've done this thing at this arcade bar called Player One. And it's not far from the strip. You just drive out and get there. And uh, it's kind of unassuming. You go inside. You pay a $5 cover charge. And all the arcade games in there, which, again, are ranging from, like, late 70s all the way up to early 90s. Uh, and tons of them. Oh, and our, and also consoles uh, everywhere, like old uh, old consoles. They have new Switches that are running Mario Kart tournaments. They have all this stuff going on in there. And... Um, it's all free. There's it's free play for every every machine. Uh, you don't have to pay anything else other than that five dollar cover charge, uh, which unless you're going to drink, and then obviously you're going to drink. But I don't drink, so it's easy for me to just go play video games. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a ton of them there. And you remember the Defender like game that wasn't called Defender Two? They called it something else. Do you remember the name? Uh, yes, it was. Oh my God, why am I blanking on it? It's, it is. It's like- kind of rare and hard to find. Um, my yeah. Brain, oh God. My brain can't remember. I guess I, I could search. I can't recall sheet. off top of my head. Let me do a. Can I do a search? Find uh, sheet. Yeah. Find Defender, and we can go full sheet, all sheets. Yeah. Find. All sheets. We're gonna find it. Dadgum! I bet you people are yelling right now at yeah. their radio or whatever they're listening to. How they, do you listen to us anyway? Yeah. How Play do you listen? Show at gmail.com. Yeah. Let us know how you listen. We'd love to hear it. Okay, I can't find shit. So wherever it is, I can't find shit. So I'm I'm scrubbing now. We'll see if it pops it's up. Arcade's greatest hits. Yeah, oh, that was the Moon no, Patrol. That was Moon Patrol. I think yeah, I had that on there. Talk- okay, episode fifty-seven. When we talked about that, we talked about Scar Stargate. That Stargate. Was- that's it. Stargate. Stargate. That's it. Okay. God, so why, why can't you remember that? I, I walked Jesus. in there. I couldn't. I don't know. And I just saw the damn thing. But I went in there, and this is like a super rare machine. And there it was, looking right at me. And it's one of the games in there that had just, like, flawless control. Like, the, the joysticks worked perfectly. Nothing was sticking. Because some of these old games, you know, they get a little booger in there. Yeah. Or the ball doesn't it's work right, right or whatever. Because they're old. <laughs> but this thing I know how that is. My balls haven't worked in years. No, it's been a long time for you. Yeah. Uh, getting from there to here. Anyway, the, uh, the, that game is great. And I wanted to mention that because we talked about it. But here's the thing. We weren't there just to play games. Uh, we were there for a tournament. And that involved playing games, but it was, you know, you had to kind of put your competition hat on. And uh, this year, Ibit did a random assigning of everyone who entered the tournament. They were randomly assigned to who their opponents were going to be in whatever round they, are, they were in. And randomly, he and I got matched up for the first round. Oh, wow. That is uh, some uh, serendipitous there. It's super stupid. Like, why would you have the two hosts do it? <laughs> the yeah, event? and but, you know, you know everybody rolled their eyes. Yeah. yeah, they were like, uh-huh. Fake. 
Yeah, but I and, and in our case, we were like, wouldn't it be better if we met in the finals or something? That's much cooler, you yeah, know. But yeah, we didn't know how far yeah. we'd get. Anyway, uh, one of the things you have to do with these games is you have to decide which one you're going to play, and you hope that the joysticks aren't effed, and you know all that. And uh, oh, also, the owner gets into these machines and flips all the dip switches to be on the hardest difficulty. And the reason they do that because uh, they're not collecting quarters. They're doing that right. so that people don't just sit there on the Pac-Man the whole time and never leave. They want it to be hard so they move on, and then people right, can all right. play games, right? So yeah. everything's harder. I love harder the nefariousness of, of owners flipping switches. I love that there is a uh, – just like in – the house always wins. Yeah, right? the, exactly. Vegas, that is exactly it. Yeah. And in this case, it's yeah. like you know, the machine with the dip switches in all the right positions wins, and there's no getting around it. Yeah. And I'm sure back in the day that was a great way to try to get more quarters out of people. You'd have to right. maybe pull back a little and make it not quite so hard, you know, just so you're not, not obvious so about obvious. it. Not so obvious. Yeah. But in this case, yeah. since we weren't putting quarters in anyway, it was fine. Um, but that was a thing to take into account. Like, oh, yeah, I'm good at Pac-Man, but am I good at freaking hyperspeed level two Pac-Man? Like, I don't oh know. Oh, my God, no. Yeah. I can tell you right now, the first couple of levels of, of Pac-Man, I'm an ace. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah forget it. So, right. Brian... I let him pick. I basically said, you pick, dude. The only rule was, couldn't be joust, because I'm too good at joust. <laughs> and it couldn't be... Uh, humble brag. Yep, humble brag. And it couldn't be Tempest, because he's too good at Tempest. So it had right. to be something that was not Tempest or... Uh, or uh, um, Please say joust. it was Frogger. It wasn't, God, I, no. I'm so, I'm so bad at Frogger. I, <laughs> I just... I've, I just can't be better at Frogger. Frogger I put the time in. Yeah, you'll do I, you'll I do what you need no to better. do, but Frogger will win, and that house wins every time with you. Yeah, you yeah. It. That's how I am with um, uh, uh, what's the Pogo guy that jumps up and down the pyramid? My brain, I can't. Oh, Cubert, Cubert, Vegas ruined I'm my brain. Good at Cubert. Yeah. I think I left brain cells in Vegas, but anyway. Uh, so Brian says, "Hey, what if we did Tron?" Remember Tron? No, not, oh not God, this. y'all played Tron. Yeah. I loved playing the. I loved playing the 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 machine on Tron, which seemed appropriate. But I was always afraid to play anybody else. Yeah, because I, I kind of could read right. the machine, but exactly. other people. Yeah. Oh my God! Exactly. So the way that game works, it's not like Discs of Tron, where you're basically arena fighting with your frisbee. Yeah, which I was way better sweet. at that game back in the day. But this game is just straight Tron, and Tron, the way it worked is you would choose one of four activities to start with and try to beat them all. And those four activities were this weird spider thing, where you had to kill these spider things to get inside of this uh, this teleporter thing. The other one was basically snake with the light cycles. Yes. Uh, another one was the tanks shooting around corners. Oh, and yeah, that's right. I forgot about the tank stuff. Yeah. I don't remember the fourth one. The fourth one was, uh, oh, crap, I don't remember what else you did. It was probably oh. you you flying through the through those uh, battle tanks, maybe something like no, that. No, I thought it was that. It wasn't. It was. Uh, it's the thing where you're trying to get into the the central computer unit, and you right, have to right. shoot. It's almost like uh, kind of like oh, uh, the input output tower. Yeah, yeah. And you gotta you gotta you gotta shoot it kind of like playing. I don't know. What's a good breakout or something? Is kind of what it's like. Okay, right. So right. they're all. It's almost like all four of these games are weird mini games. And not really great games of their own. They're just kind of small. And then when you clear them, you do oh, harder versions of the- those games. Right. And anyway, I thought, oh man, I played Tron. This will be fine. I'll rock Brian's world. He's he doesn't know what he's getting into. I remember Tron. And anyway, we got to playing it. He 
destroy. Now you don't play head to head. You you take turns. So take turns score based, right. right? It's a score yeah. thing. And his score, I think he ended up with something like thirteen thousand. I ended up with like eight thousand. He just rocked me. Never bet against Ibit. That's, yeah. that's all I've got to say. Never bet against. Yeah, Ibit. unless I'm playing Joust, then all bets are off. But in this case, right. he rocked me, and I realized after I'd played it, I, my 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 muscle memory told me said hey scott you realize you haven't played this since 88 when it was like in the arcades <laughs> like you, you don't even realize how freaking long ago it was so i had no real muscle yeah. memory for it and also i think the knob was a little weird but brian it didn't bother brian he was fine no um down though on the stick was real fishy you had to kind of find it it wasn't easy right. and it was like just off so but but when that happens we both have the same handicap so i can't really use that as an excuse Okay. So he just he basically just kicked my ass. That's how it works. Oh. And it's fine. I'm okay now. Now is that okay, so th- this is the the event is this isn't it like y'all's closer and that like the last thing I'll do. It is, although we're uh, thinking about TMS we're thinking about event. making that the uh the meet and greet next year, like the intro, because it's so much fun. Oh, Great place to meet everybody. Yeah, yeah. So um but yeah, but, it's kind oh, of our so, finisher. Yeah. Yeah, that is wild. And so so but so that so it is like a you know, it's like a, a brackets kind of thing, right? You you work your way to the top. Does that mean you were out? The yeah. very first round. I was out first round, whereas last year I was I took second place to- overall. Yeah. I I almost yeah. won. Yeah. And the guy who oh, won uh last year was here again this year wearing his trophy around his neck uh from last year. Which <laughs> wait, is a- wait. Please tell me that you created the artwork for the trophy and that Ibit printed it, it did. and that he trashed both of you. You're hundred percent correct. That's fantastic. That is exactly right. It's a little arcade machine cabinet that I made custom right. art for. And uh you know, labeled it on top of the the print after Brian was done with it. That was last year's trophy, and he's wearing that around his neck. This year's trophy, same thing. Brian printed it. I did the art for it, and uh, he. If I'm like, if that guy gets both these, I'm going to be so. And and here's the worst part. I can tell you, I've talked. I said this on other shows, but this dude is Monkey Banana's brother-in-law. Yes, and, and he, Monkey Banana is a huge part of our our, our community. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. He comes to this event last year. Had never heard of TMS, had never heard of Frog Pants, had never done any of this stuff. He's not connected to us at all. But he came. Right. He won that tournament, became a listener. Now he's a regular listener and loves everything about the network. <laughs> well, this time, he comes with that around his neck, and I'm thinking, whatever, dude, you're out in the first round. No, he got pretty far. In fact, I think he yeah. got five, six games in, five levels in before Man, he got taken out. sweating? Oh, God, he's going he's gonna to be wearing two next yep, year. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, it was crazy. And the final game was Galaga or Gorf. Galaga, that's a that's that's good too. It might I have been Galaga Gorf. A, a very a dwar- uh, Gorf. Yeah, remember Gorf? Not Dorf. Like Gorf. Not Dorf on golf. Not Dorf on golf. Gorf. Gorf on video yeah, yeah. games. So it's like Gorf yeah. is like sp- uh, Space Invaders mixed with yeah. Galaga, mi- mixed with Galaxian, mixed with I don't know what all other junk. Yeah, they, it's a huge ripoff game. Of everything. I yeah. think that's what they played at the end. I can't remember, but it was really rousing. You were out. The time. Like, you t- <laughs> I love it. That's what Scott does. It's like I'm just I'm out. Yeah, I'm, I'm not playing. I'm not watching. Yep. Yeah, I was real. I mean, I was getting yanked in every direction, trying oh, to sign stuff, take photos, yeah. and all that. But it was really, really fun. And even though I got rocked and, and joust so hard, uh, the event went real good, and we had a lot of fun. And I think I, every time we do this, and maybe it's because it's the last thing we do, but the arcade thing just ends up being such a highlight for me. I love it. Oh yeah. Oh, and I also launched my card game at this event, which. Uh, <gasps> oh yes. So you've been uh, working on a. This is your second. Is this my second card second game? Card game. Second. Um, yeah. First one was real simple, kind of a uh, way to kind of get my feet wet, see how this goes, and it worked real well. So 
took what I learned from that, build another game. It's called Dungeon Murder. People can go to DungeonMurder.com. It'll take you straight to the Kickstarter. Uh, we blasted Which is through funded the, already, but yeah. you're on the stretchy goals, right? Yeah, we we blasted through it like in two hours, and I hadn't even announced it anywhere but the event. That was weird. That's uh, awesome. And the word got out, I guess. But anyway, uh, yeah, we're we're heading toward our all our stretch goals. Still got another three weeks left, or whatever it is, and um, lots of time to get in there. So, and we played it at the event. I have a single beta deck that I was able to bring and played it with a bunch of people, and they all walked away impressed. Which uh, I think some of them were really surprised. They were like, "Oh, this is like really fun." I'm like, "Oh, thanks, thanks for the vote of confidence." Um, anyway, I so, worked really hard on this. That's uh, right. So yeah. So if you're interested and want to see what that's about, if you're listening, check it out at dungeonmurder. dot com. Brian, what'd you get up to while you were up there in the uh, land of hoo ha? Right. So I, while Scott was away yeah. in Vegas, uh, I was up in uh, Ohio, Dayton, Ohio, mostly Cincinnati, somewhat. Uh, we were up there because uh, my daughter Zoe, she was up there with the uh, indoor percussion band. That was the Nationals uh, for those those guys, and they placed thirteenth. Uh, uh, so they got all the way to the final day. So that's fantastic. But they got bumped up in a class uh, uh, this year. Last year they took third in their in their division, mm. but they got bumped up to it to a, a higher level, and it, it it was a little bit tougher considering that our school. Is four hundred members or four hundred students uh, is our pool that we can pull from? Yeah. And the next school was like uh, like a couple of thousand. So we're definitely batting outside of our league now, but we still made it to the top thirteen out of fifty. Ah, and very nice. More than that, uh, there's even way more than that out of the nation. But anyway, yeah. So you're up there for that, which is all very guys. important and everything. But then you're like, aren't there a lot of cool retro game places around? Last here? year. Um, while I was up there, and we were we had, had not been doing the show that long, I went to several uh, retro game stores that were in the Cincinnati Dayton area, and the one I loved the most while I was up there only visited like three. I went to Game Swap, uh, and I went back again this year, and unfortunately, it was the only one that I was able to get into because the last time we went, I don't remember all the game stores. Only opening after one p.m. Oh, all right. That's in weird. The afternoon. I, why? why? I, I, I'm really assuming weird. that started happening during the time of COVID or something, uh, and people just stuck with it. I don't know if they expect retro gamers to wake up later. I don't know. Anyway, uh, I tried to go to Roman Games, hmm. which was uh, had a bunch of you know had a bunch of good Yelp reviews. Uh, the pictures look great. I showed up. Uh, at around twelve forty-five, and stayed there till almost one twenty. Mm. And other cars pulled up, and we're also looking at the store like, "Hello, are you going to open up?" Mm. I look for signs, didn't see anything. I'm not bashing Roman games. I'm just saying all I got to see was the outside of the store. Sure, I hope everybody is fine and safe there. I don't know if something happened no. or what. But I hate that I missed it. So anyway, <laughs> I ran on over to GameSwap. I picked up a PlayStation 1, a PSX, uh, the 7001 or whatever that version is. It's got the serial connect and everything else on it. Uh, and I purchased a HDMI adapter uh, for this bad boy so I can hook it up to HDMI. And I've played it a little bit. Hmm. I also picked up Arcade's Greatest Hits. When I talked a little bit about this on our uh, Moon Patrol episode, uh, and this is the PlayStation 1, which was fantastic because it's the one that had all of the interviews on it. It has like a little trivia thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you pick uh, you pick a 
a, a topic the, 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 from the selected topics and you choose the answer and then uh, the, the, the developers will come on and they'll tell you why you're stupid. And uh, it's, it's quite humbling. I love it. Yeah. Uh, but when I went in there, my yeah. eyes were looking for uh, an Amiga A500 because yeah. I did get that Amiga A500 Mini a couple weeks ago we talked about when we were doing Populous. I was looking for a Sega Master System and a TurboGrafx-16. And I came home with a PlayStation. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that seems a little weird, but all right. That's how it goes. It was actually pretty cheap. Uh, so I love GameSwap. I will tell you this, though. I've met either he's the owner or the manager, but he's always there when I've went. And I've been about three or four times. And he's just, he's just, the, I, I, okay, so I don't bash anybody for being peculiar. This guy is hilarious. He like, he's, he's cordial. But whenever I start talking to him, he just disappears. Oh, he'll say like two words, and then he's just gone. It's like Batman. You can tell he's like he's like, oh my god, another one of these assholes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell he's he's antisocial. Luckily, he's got some other people there that kind of help too. But when I came in, he's watching Beavis and Butthead eating his lunch. Yeah. It's like eleven o'clock. Uh, and yeah, he was not interested in any of my nerd discussion, but GameSwap is an amazing little store. Uh, I've always find at least a couple of things there. They've got tons of just, if you're looking for video games, there's so many, yeah. he only had a couple of systems. Uh, so not a lot to choose from, but I did buy my Sega Saturn from those guys, uh, last year. Very happy with it. I think they do. Uh, they, they do a little, I do think they do testing and maybe a little bit of repair. I don't know this for a fact, mm. but every, every system I bought from them is always a hundred percent guaranteed. What's the so name again? So people can like check it out. Uh, it's game swap. And I don't think it's, I, it's not in Dayton proper. I think it's like outside of that. Let me take a look. Um, and I will tell you, Oh, it's, I think I put a link in the, uh, chat, in the, uh, in the chat, in the chitty chat, chit chat. Yeah, no, I didn't. I deleted going. it. Yeah, yeah. And I deleted oh, it. Oh, fantastic. Well done. Right. Let me see. Well uh, but I will find it in two seconds. Right. Oh, it's in a ket, ket, Kettering. Kettering. Uh, oh, hi. Kettering. Okay. K-E-T-T-E-R-I-N-G. Uh, and like I said, they're open now. They don't close till 8 p.m. Hurry. Run. Get there now while, you, get it. while the getting get is it good. Now. Right? Yeah. But they sell. They, he's, they've got gaming magazines. Oh. Which I, I I was you know I was tempted I'm tempted every time I go in there to pick up a gaming magazine but I'm like what am I gonna do with this yeah what am I gonna do with a gaming magazine yeah. uh, I'll be too afraid that I'm gonna destroy it to open it and how it's gonna old sit on my how old is it do you know Which um they, he's got a lot of Nintendo Power game systems mm-hmm. so a lot of stuff like that nothing as old as like Atari age from the early 80s but most of the stuff is like you know closer to mid 80s. Uh, 90s, a little bit into the 2000s, but most of the stuff, like I said, not not the really old, fragile stuff for the sure. most part. I'm looking at this um, Atari age from, uh, let's see, can I zoom in on this? Let's see. Oh, yeah, you need to look at the Atari age These stuff. are amazing, There's, dude. Amazing. You have no idea how often when I'm trying to think, I'm like, oh, what do I want to play retro game-wise? I love just plugging a year into my brain and going, I want to play something from 93. And then I hit archive.org. And I just, I, I, I start looking for the, through the gaming magazines and just reading stuff. Like I've forgotten totally about a game called uh, Blasto. Mm. Um, And the only reason, and I wouldn't just happen upon Blasto in any other way than an ad 
in an old ass gaming magazine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think that was in the the PlayStation game magazine, which was I was looking at. Yeah. Um, do you remember playing Blasto? No, but uh, the name it's, is familiar. I didn't play it. I yeah, guess. It, it was. It's kind of like it almost looks like uh, Mister Incredible. Uh, and it's a it's a platforming third person shooter game. Yeah. It was uh, it was developed in house by Sony Interactive. It's got Phil Hartman. Oh my gosh. Uh, really? Who voices Captain Blasto? Wow. Um, and so you know it's, it's it's one of those on the PlayStation. And yeah. I had totally forgotten about it until I started looking through the magazines. That's yeah, news to me as well. Wow. Yeah, I love but it. I, I hung around in GameSwap as long as uh, my um, traveling companion would allow me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's like, yeah. there's you know, there's there's some controllers. There's some uh, you know, there's a bunch of old retro toys in there. They, they've even got like old authentic retro shirts. Yeah. So you know how, and it's like I'm always torn about that. You ever you ever go to a retro store and look at like retro clothing and going, ah, I just don't know if I'm that into being retro i mean i yeah. i think i would rather have you know a mario shirt from uh kohl's oh i see <laughs> than, what you mean yeah. than to get an authentic uh, s- uh, sweat uh sweat aged uh authentic mario shirt from yeah. you know the 80s i'm fine with having pac-man have, being printed in 2023 i don't need yeah. it yeah. And nothing makes you realize how fat America has gotten. This is not used to anybody. Nothing makes you realize how fat America has gotten than when you daily wear a – now, I wear a size medium. And I'm like, oh, look at me wearing a size yeah, look medium. look at you, little I, boy. Ain't yeah. I just a little boy? Yeah. And then I'll go into these stores with shirts from you know, 20, 30 years ago, and I'm like, oh, there's a medium. What is this, a child's medium? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's not. It's a you know, it's a normal human American medium. Yeah, we uh, have our size. It's like our our here. portion sizes have grown with our shirt sizes for sure. Right, they, and they don't want us to feel bad, so they yeah. they still call sizes. it medium, even though it's like an extra large from the seventies. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yep. It's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. Uh, By the way, I've noticed uh, Atari Age has this game. Do you remember playing Maze Craze? Is that a game? I played? do remember playing uh, Maze Craze more recently. I didn't play it back in the day, but I did play it not that long ago when I was digging through some Atari stuff. Well, what I what, love. What did you think about it? Well, this is what I love. When a right. magazine talks about a thing like this, they often have, um, especially an ad back in those days, 1982 here, they would put a um a toll-free number on those things oh yeah and i'm gonna call this one and see if maze you got to. what choice yeah let's see if these have. guys are still around we're gonna hit now we're gonna hit record we're gonna allow this okay i don't know why this wants to your call cannot be completed as dialed oh. please check the number and dial again see most of them are gone i, I this is the bummer about yeah. this i try it all the time and all this old shit is gone man nobody's at those numbers gone. nobody's nobody's <laughs> Or, some, or sometimes you'll hit it and they'll line. go, put another dime in to have Cheryl tell you what she's wearing. It's right. that sort of thing. It's amazing that there's a number that is not attached to anything. Yeah. I don't know what the what is the complete total number of phone numbers with our what our eight. So in America, so that sounded like an American voice. Yeah. And I, the number was probably originally located in America, yeah. if I had to guess. Yeah. 
And so you got an area code, and then you got your your uh, seven digits, right? Mm-hmm. How many per, how many differences is that? Surely there's there's enough. Surely all those numbers have been used up somewhere, right? Right. Surely I would, think, would think so. I would think so. But I'm what do we know? Underestimating. Yeah, and I'm probably one, underestimating numbers. And one that that opens up is, is swiped up by somebody, right? Like yeah, they just want to get their hands on it. In this case, I guess they let it. Uh, transpire yeah, they, but i always wish they, i always hope it's like some lady will answer and go hi it's atari age here what can i help you with like i wonder uh, if we started some kind of uh initiative to preserve the phone number uh-huh. and we just kind of we just went and found every freaking phone number in every gaming magazine which shouldn't be too hard right because it's a lot of this stuff is already scanned in uh and we could just create a database and just try to secure every one of those freaking numbers and then you call you've reached play retro uh-huh. if you're looking for this we'll we'll lead you over here and press one please deposit five dollars yep. in brian's bank yep yeah it's <laughs> hey please that'd be great you direct to our banks i'm all sign me yeah. up for this business yeah we're doing uh, it we're doing it but uh let's that was my game swap experience yeah. once again great experience i always buy a couple of games when i'm there buy a system if i can yeah um i think i only paid like maybe i got out of there for 50 bucks with the the world's greatest hits and that playstation one so i mean very reasonably priced cheaper than i could have picked it up off ebay and i didn't have to worry about shipping and worried about uh, you know if anything worked now i had to make sure even though i've bought from these guys before and i trust them I went to the hotel. We were staying at a courtyard, courtyard by Marriott. Courtyard. You ever been to a courtyard by Marriott? I actually do like those. They're nice. Yeah, they, they're nice hotels. You know, they're not you know, top of the line, not bottom line, kind of in the middle. Nice little place. So we we stayed there, and so I took my PlayStation One back to the to the hotel, and I was like, maybe I can hook it up. So I'm taking a look at their hookups. I'm like, oh, look at this. They do have the oh kind gosh, of connection. Really? They had RCA yeah, like, connectors. They had RCA kidding. connectors, and I'm like, okay, interesting. Damn. Plug it in. Nothing. Nothing. Dang it. Yeah. And so I like I started like there's a lot of connections in the back of this TV, and I'm like, okay, let me, let me see here. I was like, oh, okay, wait a minute. I see what's going on here. Yeah. Nothing's plugged in directly to the TV. Everything is going into this box, this mounted like some kind of board or something on the on the back of the TV. It's obviously not part of the TV. I'm like, oh, okay, so they've hijacked the TV with this you know receiver thing i'm like okay so i can't plug directly into the tv and i confirmed that i went to the side of the tv because i thought maybe we could plug you know switch the inputs uh nothing they disabled the they disabled all the on tv buttons and the remote control only controls that box it will not control the tv wow so i was like shit yeah so uh that then i i said well let me see if there's a local store i can go get one from they had a micro center yeah and I thought, well, if I can at least plug in an HDMI into the TV, maybe I can test it. Sure. So, because I there, there were inputs for the HDMI input onto that little box, I was like, okay, let me try that. Yeah. Um, so, or actually, what I was thinking was I can plug it direct, directly to the TV. Anyway, not important. I went to the Micro Center, enjoyed myself as I always do. But as I was trying to find the Micro Center, I was I pulled up. This is a place. Remember, I don't know anything about the area I'm in. Yeah. Got no clue. Right. I just I just said, hey. Uh, uh, a personal assistant lady that I'm not going to say the name of so that your phones won't go crazy uh, to, to uh, navigate to, to micro center. Yeah. And so they did. Mm. And so I, I, I pulled up and in micro center font, it said micro center mall. Wow. Like, what the, what the, what the F does that mean? Yeah. What even micro is that? Center mall. Yeah. And I'm looking at it and it's like, there's a subway. 
Yeah. And there's like these other stores I don't recognize. And I'm starting to get pissed because I'm thinking, that's Micro Center's font. Yeah. I said, take me to Micro Center. And this is some place that probably used to be a Micro Center. Yeah. And they turned it into the mall and they decided not to change anything. <laughs> I'm really pissed. Oh, it's round back. So I pulled around the back where the Micro Center was. Yeah. And uh, that place is packed full of nerds. Yeah. And once again, my riding companion, very patient. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sounds like as I go down aisles and aisles of shit, including the little arc, all the arcade stuff. You've never been to a micro center. Uh, it's just an electronics heaven, and they've got like all kinds of stuff for Raspberry Pis and you know, and arcade stuff. You can build your own joysticks. They've got 3D printers, and you know, this all this stuff. Yeah. But I got my little connector, headed back to the hotel, plugged it in. Yeah, it works. But the problem is. The volume on the TV is wide open. Uh-oh. Because <laughs> I can't adjust it. Oh, no. And so I had I played a few minutes of uh, of what, Joust 2? There's no way to on, turn on that the, down. That's great. Yeah, dude. I played a couple of minutes of Joust 2 on uh, the, the highest volume setting <laughs> you can <laughs> You can imagine. Wow, that's a lot. That's got lots of punctuated loud yeah. noises too. Or, or exactly, or as long as my riding companion would allow, which was not very long. Yeah, so I, I love this yeah, this I mysterious riding companion. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You always, we all have one. Yeah, and and if if there, thank God, because uh, if I did not have a companion, I would I would be at one location for yeah, far too long. And you'd get lost in trying to find all the other ones. You got some navigation yeah, yeah. built in. It, yeah. It's it's good to have somebody occasionally come by and go. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> well let me I got a I got a question for you. Uh let me ask you this question. So there's a we've talked about a lot of stuff on the show uh in its first chunk of episodes. By the way, thanks right. everybody for listening so long so far. Uh, yeah. We have lots more to do. And we know about things like, you know, ColecoVision and Magnavox Odyssey and the Philips Odyssey and Atari 2600 and all these. But there are some old first-gen consoles I've never heard of. And so I would like to uh, okay. read these to you now Keep them. Uh, and see if you've heard of any of this. So in 1976, in the wake of the, ni- the success of the Magnavox Odyssey in 72, there was a Coleco de- uh, device called the Coleco Telstar. Yes. I do not remember that at all. I don't remember it, but when I was doing some research, I did come across it. Interesting. This is a, this is kind of an unfair question because <laughs> I've spent the last year and a half looking at every system. Right. Like, I'm with you. Like, have you ever heard of the Atari ST? Yes, that I'd heard of. Okay. Yeah. You used I, had, had, I had heard of it, but yeah. I didn't understand necessarily what it was. Did you know that um, there was an Atari 2600 Junior? I did not until yeah. this past year. Yeah. Yeah. Again, <laughs> this year has been very enlightening in that regard. Yes. And like, I did not know until I got into this. See, I didn't, I knew that I wanted to play with an Amiga. Yeah. I knew that there were a lot of graphics people as I was growing up that really loved their Amigas. And I knew the name and it was attached to Commodore. I did not know the model numbers or the difference between them. Right. And it wasn't until I picked up this A500 Mini that I understood that there was this whole 16-bit war going on in Europe that uh, us in America had probably little knowledge of, if any at all. At least I didn't. I didn't either. I had no idea that the Atari ST versus the uh, Amiga A500 was a 16-bit gaming era uh, competition that was was quite intense 
Yeah. That it reminded me a lot of a lot of people. If you were in Europe anyway, it felt like you know the Sega Nintendo business that would come later. It was very very right. heated uh, battle between yeah. those two platforms. Uh, had you heard of the Fairchild Channel F VES video entertainment I, system? I, I actually have, and once again, <laughs> that was a more research uh, this past year. Mm. Uh, yeah, you man, you're really going old school on this yeah, stuff. Old and stuff. Old. Yeah, a lot of these games have like yeah very rudimentary graphics mm. that uh, yeah, but it, so I've I've kind of peeked at them and I've emulated that one in particular. I think it was was it a uh, Kool Aid game or something that that had what, what was it that I I did a deep dive because it was oh, relevant uh, to what we were doing at the uh, time. Lemonade, right? We played. Uh, was it? I I don't know. Was it something like that? I can't remember. I mean, Lemonade Stand ended up being on everything, so maybe it yeah. was that. I think it was all it might have been place. that. It was a drink. It was a beverage-based uh, game that I had to fire it up, and I could not figure out how to make how to get it control with RetroArch at yeah. the time. I think if I if I were a cool dude, maybe this exists. <laughs> but if I was making like mobile games, I'd make a Lemonade Stand remake. Why not? Oh yeah, I think I, I, they probably have it some form of factor, right? I love reading about. It's, it's funny, like I was, who was I just researching recently uh, for one of our episodes? They were talking about uh, talking about where the mobile market was, and if they were to get back into games, they would go that route because it reminds them of the early days where the teams were kind of small, mm-hmm. and you could make a simple gameplay game uh, that basically just depended on the long jet longevity depended upon you know making it a skill based yeah. difficult game, right? Yeah, I think yeah. I, I, I'm well. I know why those aren't as common as as simple clickers and you know right. free to play crap is because those are making money by the by the handloads. Yeah, and nobody's really asking for something like Lemonade Stand. But I'm going to play this audio because it makes me feel like a kid again. So enjoy this for a second. It's an Apple II. Oh, it's really quiet. Hold on. I don't know why it's so quiet? Let's turn it up. There we go. Okay, listen to this. This is, a, this is the sound of it being full filled. Yeah, oh, that's your yeah. lemonade. And then... I love that noise. I know, right? Let's see what else we got. And then you got your... Uh, let's take... Oh, I don't care about that. Okay, here we go. Okay, this is a new day when you're selling lemonade, I believe. Oh, it's taking so long. Hold on. Here we go. Oh my gosh! Just that stupid that is, beepy sound out of the back end of your Apple IIe or your freaking yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh! What a time! What out a of, time! Uh, so not to pile on to Twitter hate. Yeah, is uh, is is popular. <laughs> and Twitter kind of. I mean, let's just admit it. It kind of sucks right now. But go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I read a poll the other day because I was curious. I was like, oh, after this awakening I had about the Amiga A five hundred, it's had a whole bunch of new people that I had not communicated with before in the retro gaming that I had done up until that point, um, I was like, oh, what are this what other systems have I feel neglected? What other systems are people feeling neglected on? And Apple II was one that people was like, hey man, that was my gaming system. Yeah, mine too. And, you know, yeah. Yeah. And those that's and that's the you I don't always think of Apple IIe as a gaming system because that wasn't really his selling point, right? The selling point was get it into the, you know, sell it to mom and dad 
for you know processes and stuff. Yeah. And then it is also a family computer. Yeah, kids can play games on it. Yeah, but yeah, you know, it's yeah. for studying and that kind of stuff. But unless games, you were my dad too. who was like, uh, don't play on this keyboard and mouse or whatever the hell not mouse, I guess we didn't have mice then, but just don't play on yeah. this stuff and don't use the controllers. Well, dad, these controllers are for the games. Yeah, but you'll wear yeah. them out, you'll break them. I'm like, well, what's the point of having them then? Why do we have right. the controllers? Then, then take it back. Yeah. Take it all back. I don't get, want it. Get your money back. I didn't know this. Atari twenty eight hundred existed. It was Japan only. Never heard of that. Twenty eight hundred. I don't think I recall that. No. What does this thing look like? Because you had your under what a weird what a weird skip. Because we were doing like doubles. Because that's what technology used to do. Yeah. Uh, in twenty eight hundred. Huh? And they had a twenty seven hundred, but it got canceled. And then they went straight to this twenty eight hundred. Went to Sears. And then later, of course, you got the fifty two hundred, seventy eight. Yeah. Yeah. All that. I think I do. I remember how this. This looks like okay. That's the reason why it does. It looks like another model that's the reason why that 20 now what i want to get my hands on is the 1982 coleco gemini which was an atari 2600 hardware clone so it was literally a hardware clone for atari games that coleco of all people put out i did not recall this at all yeah that's interesting there's also the tv boy and tv boy 2 i don't know even who made those (laughs) never heard that either tv boy yeah i love it yeah in japan it was all Oh, I guess Japan again. I think that yeah, was Japan. It uh, doesn't say for sure here. It doesn't say Japan only, but I think that might have been. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, this is cool. I like how that looks. That is, and Oh, was that like is that during the 90s or something? It's no, kind of got that 90s like, vibe. It does, it's but it's got, a 70s console. It's weird, right? Weird. Oh, I take that back. 1990. I'm wrong. Oh, okay, okay. Yep. TV I, Boy, I, Accessor I, TV Boy 2, and Super TV Boy. Yeah. Which is weird, because they include this in the first... Let's see. They, they included it in the 1958 to 1982 wiki, but for some reason right. that one says 1990, so that's kind of weird. That's interesting because that is literally, like you said, it's an Atari 2600 yeah. clone. Yeah. Pretty wild, right? That is weird. Um, the Intellivisions, of course, we know about those. Uh, here was a... There was something called a play cable in the 81. Never heard of that. Play cable? Yeah. Stop uh, touching my play cable, please. Here's a fun one. Epoch Cassette Vision was a console you could get from the company called Epoch in 1981. These are all just terrible, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, this is a this play. I'm still back on the play cable. That was a Mattel. Is that Mattel? Okay. Uh, they don't that was show a Mattel here. thing. Oh, it was an online service introduced in 1980 that allowed local cable television operators to send games from television for the Intellivision over cable wires. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, weird, right? Uh,. What is technically considered third generation, we start with Game Boy, MSX, uh, Sega Game Gear. See, I know nothing about the MSX other than I know we didn't really have that here in the States as much. And it was very popular in Europe. And I don't know much about anything else beyond Uh, that. Yeah, no, you're you're totally right about that. Boy, this is just crazy. This list... It's amazing how long this has been and also how it hasn't been that long. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? And it's also yeah, it's also a reminder that this was the, you know, the, you know, even during the 80s they were still trying to it was still the wild west, right? You you still didn't know. Yeah. All the way up to the big console wars of the 90s. And then once we get in the 2000s it's like it's just solidified. It's your big 3 that's still pretty much around today. Yeah. It kind uh, of yeah, things uh, consolidated the the bigger yeah. it got as an industry as, as its own separate industry the bigger 
or, or I guess the, the larger companies would notice it and start to do it and become the right. dominant forces. Nintendo's really the best example of something that started with it as small and in the or in, you know the really early days and right. has stuck with it and been relevant the entire time. Almost everybody else has fallen by the wayside. Uh, and Nintendo and Sony were two mega corporations that got in late, uh, relatively speaking. Yeah. And and you know they're dominant for a different reason, but Nintendo, I don't know. This kind of makes it's me a, want to hats off to Nintendo a bit for sticking it out. Oh, so long. I I want to hats off to Nintendo and Apple because if you were born, uh, you know, if you were born in Gen X era, yeah, uh, you re- you remember a time. That's right. We're about to go. You remember a time mm-hmm. when Apple and Nintendo were pretty much done. Yeah. I mean. They weren't going to make it. Yeah, they they were out. I mean, Apple at one point in time is like it was almost a joke. You know, oh, you're an Apple fanboy. Well, that's just great because you know they've they've got nothing. They've got no levers. They've got they're who are they even? Mm-hmm. And then you know that's that's all changed now. Yeah. I mean, you can't imagine a world without Apple. No, like or and, Nintendo. Well, and there was a time though in the '90s where you thought, well, our the Apple we know is gone. We have nothing yeah. going on over there, and then. Steve Jobs came back and said, no, how about we do this? And now they're, you know, the most relevant. They still have the most market cap of any company in the world. It's crazy to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, Bill Gates was like going, we got you. Come on. We got you. Now You can make this. Come on. What's weird to me, I'll send you this in Discord real quick. Uh, This thing is a Nintendo console that I'd never heard of. It's called the Color TV Game Series. Came out from 77 to 80. I bet it was Japan only. That is cool looking. It is cool as shit. It's got like really a, cool. now you you sent me that spice orange that only comes out of the Japan, which yep. I love. I love the GameCube spice orange, and it's got it's got this old looking seventies uh, era knob yep. for spinning. Everything about it just looks like it looks like a freaking spaceship control uh, yep. from the seventies. Yep, and you had to buy different ones to get different games. So they had like a version of it that was like oh. a pong like game, and another game that did other stuff. So you had. TV game 6, 15, 15. They're all like different models. One's called Block Kashur. I think that was like Breakout, basically. This is pre-Game & Watch, which was 80 through 91. Right. Um, but I don't think a lot of people know about this thing. This thing is weird. I don't know anything about it. I, I am seeing that there was also a steering wheel version of that thing. That yeah. is pretty badass. So we were still... This is the 70s. Uh, before there were uh, I mean, spinners... And yeah. paddles, yeah. that was all the jam during the 70s and the late 70s. It wasn't until we, you know, head into the uh, Atari and the and start getting into joysticks and stuff that mm-hmm. the 2600 that we started kind of moving away from that. Yeah, and he, sure. it even had paddles too, of course. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. It's uh, it's an interesting trajectory, this company. Uh, they they fascinate me like to no end. And this arcade we were in in Vegas had tons of those like – um play 10 game uh, machines they used to make? oh yeah yeah, yeah. The, the nintendo play 10s where yeah. you have 10 nintendo games that you would could be playing on your nintendo on probably your hard to get home. but it'd be fun to get like an intact version of that somewhere yeah. you know i don't know if you can very easily but pretty pretty freaking cool oh that reminds me um game swap as well as having all those great retro games uh it, it also has some arcade machines in there along the walls and the outside Ooh, nice i don't have the courage yeah to walk up and and be the only person playing them, but uh, you know, you could have, you should have, you should have rocked the world. Left it, left your uh, what? What's your what's your three My, initials in your arcade wow, games? What do you put? It's bad. I mean, how can you not do bad? Yeah. Oh, you do BAD. That's my 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 initials are BA. I always so. did triple X, all the time. Yeah, I always put Ace. 
Yeah, Ace is cool. <laughs> because it's near, it's near the beginning of the alphabet. I just didn't have anything else. I was just like, oh, what's really easy to type? It's either going to be AAA or Ace. Ace, yeah. I like AAA is kind of, you got to at least put Ace in there. I did X for the same reason, except it's the other way. So you go backwards and find the X very yeah, quickly, smart. and then just bam, bam, and you're done. And I thought it was so edgy right. and cool. It's so stupid now. Like, Look so at me. Dumb. I'm cool, man. Yeah, but I'm I did that X. with uh, at this arcade uh, this this last week. Whenever I would get a high yeah. score, I put I put my three X's in. That's the nice. way it was going to be. Uh, Brian, you brought... Uh, we didn't do two of them today, but we do have a, a Guess My Game just to make this feel like a regular episode. Yeah, we, we wanted to make you feel at home. Yeah, you know. yeah. So we'll do this. Destroy it. <laughs> I got a little clip now, here from you. You want to set me yeah, up? Absolutely. This was for the SNES in 1992. I have never played this game, and when I saw it, I was like, wow, I don't remember this, but I got to play it. Now, we'll tell you this... Uh, you get extra bonus points. I since this this is a kind of you know a casual episode of play retro. Of course, kind of. I'm a little more laid back. I didn't want to put something too difficult in there, but if you can guess in the first ten seconds, you'll get my respect. If you get it after, then I'm like, well, of course you got it. Okay. That was easy. All right, well, let's try it out. Let's get oh, stra- wrong one. Shit. All right, now I'll play it. All right, sorry. SNES 1992. 1992. All right, here we go. Give it a second oh. or two, and then it should be easier. Super Star Wars. There you go. Super Star Wars. Is that it? Super uh, Nintendo Entertainment System. Nice. I feel good about that answer. It, uh, those were really good. Yeah. All three of the this, the pre, the sequels there. By the way, yeah. uh, I'm uh, half convinced. I've been playing the new one, the new uh, Jedi Survivor game from EA. Yes, just came that. out yes. today or yesterday. Uh, if they make a third one of that. That will be the greatest Star Wars trilogy they've ever made in video games, mm. and it will finally unseat these games you just played for me because yeah, those, for yeah. the longest time, have been the freaking bomb. I love them. Yeah, that sounds I like a bunch fix, of Wookies. It, it, that that it took like me Wookies? a really long time to scrub to an area that wasn't just full of Star Wars tunes. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, it's hard, right? <laughs> the, the whole yeah. first, I don't know, half of that game is the is the main theme. You're not going to yeah. be able to escape it. No, oh, it's great though. I love that game. Uh, good call there, Brian. You, and I feel good about my answer. I did what I wanted. Oh, yeah. Yeah, good job. Good job. Uh, a reminder, next week, we talked about this last time we did a, a regular show, but next week will be our MDK and MDK 2 uh, episode. Yeah, We're going to talk about MDK. It's more than a game. There's a bunch of story around it, and I think it's an important sort of pivot point for almost the industry in a weird way. Yeah. Um, and and especially lot- Shiny Entertainment, who oh, yeah. kind of lived in this whole era lived and died in this mdk one and two kind of time period but they went on to do so many more things and so much happened before then it's just got a lot of story behind it yep there's a whole bunch there we're going to talk about that i'm also really excited about we about what you and i talked about um about our next episode after that i don't know if we want to tease it or not maybe we we should maybe Uh, we we can can. i don't know we we can we can tease a little bit all right you go ahead and tease it because i when you when you suggested it i got really excited go ahead right after mdk go ahead and get excited because uh, if you didn't see it this past week there was a trailer 
for a certain franchise that's finally getting a show. Twisted Metal. Yeah. We're getting uh we're doing the Twisted Metal series, uh, which is just in time for me because I got this PlayStation One, I got a PlayStation Two, I've been uh, printing out some stands for those guys. Yep. And I'm I'm just stoked. This is one that I've been Twisted Metal. That was like on my dream list when we oh, started yeah. this. this Twisted show. Metal Black is amazing on PS2. Yes. Twisted Metal 1 and 2 are my by jam. In fact, if you if I could do a slash plate and find out how much time I spent on a PlayStation game, there are two games that got the most play time for me. Wipeout and Wipeout XL. And I'll bet very next second on that would be uh, these those two games. It'd be Twisted Metal 1 and 2. Yeah. Played the shit out of them and did like couch PvP with my friends. And just absolutely ate that game up. So um, yeah. I'm excited about the show, but I'm more excited about us talking about the actual games that uh, you know that created it all. And I hope that there's a yeah. new one in the in the works. I think Sony Sony's missing a, an opportunity by not having a, a battle royale multiplayer freaking yeah. twisted metal. Um, and there's, rumor, like, there's, there's a, a resurgent there's a resurgence in interest yeah. right now. So I think it'd be foolish not to try to capitalize on that. Yeah, this sounds really good. I'm very excited about that. So check that out. That's going to do it for a little special one-off. Yeah. Good stuff, man. I really enjoyed hanging out with you today. Uh, we're going to do it again next week. Put my um, pants back on now. Oh, what? <laughs> it'll be quick, actually. Next Wednesday of all days, you'll just be getting yeah. a brand new episode. We'll be doing... Uh, uh, MDK one and two, yeah, all right, one and two, and that other. There's some other games that are uh, uh, spiritual successors that had the MDK one and two developers on it. Yep. Some of the same people who worked at Shiny Entertainment, like Giants Citizens Citizen Kabuto, oh, which I knew, nice. which I knew nothing about. Until yeah, yep. I, I did. I didn't either. Uh, I should remind folks at home, we're brought to you by you, patreon.com slash play retro. If you want no ads ever, pre-show content most weeks, and uh, other monthly cool benefits, you can only get them by signing up for our Patreon at patreon.com slash play retro. Become a patron and be cool. Uh, email us, playretroshow at gmail.com. You will uh, be able to also send us voicemails and texts to 801-471-0462. And we'll be back Wednesday with more brian anything else you want to say before we go um you should play some more retro video games and if anybody knows if uh, uh roman games if they're they're okay let me know I'm yeah worried about them. we're a little worried about them somebody slips some food under the table or under the door or something <laughs> just make sure they're okay uh that's gonna do it for us go play something retro we'll see you next week If you like what you just heard, there's a very good chance you will like all the shows on the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.